Welcome to Live Connect. I am Solomon Bandi. Today, we continue our discussion on wisdom. For some time now, I've been talking about wisdom because scripture says that wisdom is the principal thing. It encourages us to treasure wisdom and get it by all means. We have talked about how one can get wisdom from different sources like the ant, the serpent, the home, the streets, etc. Today, I want to talk to us about Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is wisdom personified. 1 Corinthians 1.24 says, But to them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. He is the embodiment of the wisdom of God. Scripture says that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. Jesus Christ is the ultimate wisdom. He never got stranded at any point in his life when he was physically on earth. He always knew what he will do. If you read St. John's Gospel, chapter 6, from verse 6 to somewhere around 11 and 12, uh, the scripture tells about a situation that he needed to feed 5,000 men with countless women and children. He asked the, the, the kind of question that will trigger the systems of the brain to work effectively. He said, where shall we have food for these people to eat? Now, the kind of question you ask will determine the kinds of answers you will get. He did not lament and said, we are finished. Today is the ultimate day of disgrace. He didn't sit down to complain about the failing government systems that has produced such number of hungry and poor people. You see? Wisdom is demonstrated in the kind of question you ask. The way you frame your question or thoughts will determine the kinds of reaction that will be triggered in your brain and the signals the brain will send to the body. If you sit down and say nothing will work, you complain and say they say that the, the brain will send such signals to the body. Kiyosaki will tell you that there are certain questions you ask that triggers the body to, to think about uh, 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 finances. So he knew the right kind of questions to ask. Another thing that is demonstrated is that he knew that in solving problems, you start from the known to the unknown. So he started from the disciples, finding out what is available and what they know. Again, he demonstrated his innovation of his, his understanding of innovation and creativity by using the existing bread and fish. You see, all innovation and creative products are a combination of existing products. Oh yes, that's what it is. He said the men should, he said the disciples should get the men to sit down and the disciples made the men to sit down in groups of 50s. In other words, he divided the problems into bits to solve them in bits. I'm sure you may have heard a question which says, how do you eat an elephant? You cut it into pieces. You see, that's him demonstrating his problem-solving skills. He created order, make them sit down in 50s. 
Again, the next thing he did was to lift up his eyes and thank God and broke it. In other words, he engaged supernatural resources because he knew that the world is not only natural and that you can do all the calculations and they will add up on paper, but without the help of God, it may still not work. For instance, a pandemic can happen and scatter all your plans. An accident may just disrupt everything. A government policy can make you lose all your investments. The next thing is that he knew how to leverage systems to get things working. So he gave the bread to his disciples to share the bread. He used that system. You see that? Imagine the number of people feeding them at the same time and there was no pandemonium, no stampede. Now, there was a time he needed money to pay tax and he leveraged Peter's skill and talents. So You see, I can go on and on, but today I want you to know that Jesus always knew what to do. That scripture says it in John chapter 6. He said he asked them the question just to test them because he knew what he will do. And in 1 Corinthians 5, I mean, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16 says that we have the mind of Christ. That is, if you are in a relationship with him, you have the mind of Christ. So my encouragement is that if you don't know him personally as Lord and Savior, you should make that commitment to him today. Don't make him just the, 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 the Jesus that your pastor spoke about. Get to know him as your Lord and Savior today. Engage him. Engage him. Ask him to come into your heart. Commit to living a life that is pleasing to him and to do what he asks you to do. If you are in a relationship with him, engage him on a daily basis. When you feel stranded or don't know what to do, call on him. Remember that you have the mind of Christ so you cannot be stranded if he cannot be stranded. Remember, he knows what to do. And so I pray for you that fresh wisdom will come over you today and that your life will reflect that of Christ. I pray that God will do things through you that will cause people to marvel in the name of Jesus. May God give you insight and direction that will help you make decisions today in Jesus' mighty name. Till we see again, I say God bless you, God keep you, God guide your feet. May he show you his favor in the name of Jesus. If you want to ask me any question, just chat with me on the social media at Solomon Pandey. See you next time. God bless you.